What's happening? How you doing this evening? I'm okay. Yo, huh? What? I'm okay. Are you? Yeah. I'm sure. You never can say that, really. Come on, please. No, I'm a little. I'm a little uh, <laughs> when have you ever been okay, man? Well, Come I'm on. okay. Okay is okay. It's not great, but it's not bad, is it? And why does your head look so small? What have you done? I don't know what's going on with the uh, the webcam. I'll address that uh, in a moment. You look like you're a miniature you. Mini me. Is that better? That's better. Yeah, that's okay. better. Your head still looks tiny, man. What'd you do? Well, that's good, considering uh, my childhood nickname is the complete opposite of that as i was a forceps delivery so it's good to hear that <laughs> is that why you sit at that angle so we can't really get a sense of what your cranium looks like you know i think every man should have a scar or two on their head i mean i you you, you mentioned last week that your uh, daughter left home that she was swapping bubbles because uh, she you know for her birthday so she was abandoning her boyfriend to to come in uh, with you guys for her birthday weekend but i'm guessing that you as a as a man who's got a military background that you would find it disconcerting if your prospective son-in-law didn't have any scars particularly on their skull you want someone that's going to be able to protect you know your loved one and what I like about having short hair is that I can see my forceps scars and I, you know, <laughs> that leaves me feeling a bit confident. You know, it can, it, scars can intimidate people, can't they? Yeah, they can. Absolutely. They can. And, but I like scars. I think every, absolutely, every man should have his, um, his scars for sure. Um, because if you don't have any scars, what have you been doing? Exactly. Exactly. Mm. So, what what scar do you have on your head? Bar, bar, well, the forceps. Forceps scars. It's it's two scars. Though I was banned from a hair salon in Victoria back in 2014 because it was a it was an incident that I, I I've covered on a show at the time. The woman cutting my hair was Spanish. She right. didn't know I was Spanish. I just wanted to go in there and have my hair cut. And it was a period where, for some reason, every time I went to a salon, they were always trying to leave me with a step, which is very 1992. What's a step? She, a step. It's, it's kind of like a wedge head. Okay. And it, it's just very dated. And she left me with a step. I wasn't happy with it. And then I'm being, she still didn't know that I could understand what she was saying. And she was speaking to another colleague in Spanish and complaining about the bulbous back of my head. <laughs> it was tripping her up. I'd let it go too far. I couldn't reveal at that point that, you know, I'm bilingual. And what I did do later is I checked the whole bulbous uh, back of the head thing. And apparently it's a Neanderthal hangover. You know, we've all nice. crossbred back in the day. Yeah. And if you've got the bulbous back of the head, the chances are you've got some Neanderthal in you. So that you must be related to my, my wife's in, uh, parents then, because they got the Lancaster hook, they call it. Is that what they call it? Yeah. <laughs> well, her surname, her maiden name is Lancaster, but all the males have that big hook in the back. You could almost hang them on a cliff with it. I've never heard that term before. By the way, I forgot to ask you last week when we were talking about how you met your wife in the States. It was on the back of a, a date, another date with someone else that didn't quite come off. Your wife is English. Yes, I always she thought, she, okay, so what was she doing out there? Was she on a gap year or how was yeah, that? Yeah, she was a gap year working as an au pair, doing the au pair America thing. And uh, she was, uh, so we're at West Point and, you know, it was kind of officer and a gentleman kind of thing. So I met her in our, um, what we call a firsty club where the first class cadets can go. And yeah, then women come in from all around trying to pick up their, 
officer to marry. You know how it goes. <laughs> were, you, were you officer rank at the time? We were cadets at the time, but when you graduate, you get commissioned as second lieutenant. So, you know, they're all there. In fact, when we were first fr freshmen, plebes, they used to bus women in because we weren't allowed to go off post. So they would actually bus women in from the various different uh, universities around and the all girl university, I think, was nearby. So they would bus them in. We called it, uh, and this is bad, it's very bad of us, but. This what happens when you get a bunch of dudes <laughs> and put them in uniform. Uh, we call it cattle call. That was a nickname for it. So, yeah, bad stuff. Does uh, I take it the Lancaster hook skipped your wife? I take it your wife doesn't have the Lancaster hook. No, no, the, the females don't seem to have it. It's just all the boys got the Lancaster hook. It's crazy, man. I've never heard that term. I'm going to do an online search later. I wonder if there's something about that online. I don't know. But what kind of do you sport now? What is that? What do you call that? Sorry, I've lost do. you there. What kind of do? What kind of hairdo are you wearing? What are you doing? Uh, I was just, I was, well, it's, I know this is the look I had when I failed my GCSEs a second time. Right. Because so you kind of look like um, Bert from Ernie and Bert. That's you great. You're, like you're, Ernie. You're, doing, you're doing wonders for my confidence. Can you I, look just like, all you need to do is paint yourself yellow and you'd be Bert. <laughs> those two guys, those two guys were brilliant, weren't they? They were oh, the yeah, Arlen no, Hardy of the, of the Muppet world, of the puppet yeah. world. Just brilliant. So you don't have a name for this hair, do you, Sporting? I don't. Well, maybe my GCSE failure, second failure. Oh, check this out. You thought you were getting away with no whiskey clay tonight. Ah. Oh. <laughs> is that is that son of is that son of Low or is that the wife? Yeah, no, that's, I just saw that's a hat. Son of Low. What kind of bubble do you have? Like, <laughs> what's going on? And and your son, your son's going for the whole Charlie's Angels hand glimpse. I, yeah. I, I caught one eye, the hand. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, sorry, uh, and I've completely missed. What is that now in your glass? Because this, yeah, not again. <laughs> He got to, man. I don't like you when you drink. I base, <laughs> I, I base that just on last week's experience. Oh, but, that smells uh, good, too. I want to pull you up on oh. something as well, because yeah, uh, we know that uh, we've established that you are a micromanaging control freak. But in the last couple of weeks, you have tried to make an effort and you're, you know, giving me a bit more responsibility. <laughs> we agreed I would take on the show notes. I sent you the show notes right after we finished last week. I was happy with the show notes, just a few lines. And I thought, well, at least I'm helping out here. And it included the word mesmerizing. And I went for UK English spelling right. because we are in the UK. Mm -hmm. Lo and behold, the following morning, uh, the show notes appear with last week's episode, and what a surprise! He's changed mesmerizing to I the American The computer spelling. did that. I didn't do it. I just go whatever the spell check says, and that's what it puts. So. Why are you spell checking in American English? I don't. Do I have that uh, program Grammarly? Well, that's and an I guess it must program. be set on American because that's what it changed it to. Oh, that moment killed me. <laughs> and plus, we're an international show, man. Come on. Oh, by the way, uh, we were, I think a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about The Terror. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, show from 2018 uh, set, oh, I've forgotten uh, when it was set. It might have been the 1840s. I can't remember. But it's about that expedition, the Franklin expedition yeah. that disappeared. And this is a, a super natural reimagining of that trip. Well, one of the few pluses of the pandemic, TV-wise, is that because so few 
companies, production companies are making stuff. The BBC have of late been showing old shows, including Battlestar Galactica, which uh, was out like 15 years ago. But this which week, one though, the original Battlestar Galactica. No, no, the uh, the, 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 the reboot. But this week, the BBC, BBC Two have started showing the terror the first nice. series ah, uh, in double bills. Yes, you do, because there won't be a, a show on television right now that's better than that. Ah. It's on the iPlayer. It is a brilliant show. And what I like about it, if I can sell it a bit more to uh, <laughs> the, the, the four viewers that we currently have, I like the fact that despite it clearly being filmed on a soundstage, it's got a largely British cast who put in incredible performances. The writing is brilliant. The CGI, I'm not a CGI guy, but the CGI yeah. isn't great. But I can tell I'm not going to like it already. It gets past because it. Because you're selling it so hard. And if it, you like it, it can't be good. Oh, it's a brilliant piece of work. It's steam, it? steampunk, and it gets past the CGI limitation because the writing and the performances Can are anybody so good. listening to this on Mixcloud, can you verify the terror? Because I don't trust this guy's judgment. I have had... I have had some uh, messages on my show's uh, Facebook page uh, raving about the show after I put a link on there. You know, oh, when really? I feel when I feel this strongly about <laughs> something, and this show now has the chance to get the acclaim it deserves three years after it just right. slipped in quietly. Is that why you're plugging it so hard? Oh, it's just it's a brilliant piece of work. <laughs> you know, I'll be the judge of that. Is it better than Lupin? That's not even a conversation. <laughs> is, it, is it better than Lupin? Just tell me that. You've had one sip of whiskey, and I can already see a change in your demeanor. <laughs> it's already coming out. The beast is coming out. Hey, how's the March challenge thing that you're doing? What are you doing in March again? You know, the 30-day so, challenge? Yeah, we, we made it a double challenge, so we've got to get rid of 10 items a day. You know, just stuff we got lying around junk. Um, and we're trying to sell $3,000 worth of stuff to raise money for our little, uh, what do you call it, the driveway pavement thing. All right, so it's not for charity. It's for nah, yourselves. Come on, for ourselves. <laughs> what are you talking about, Jack? Please, man, what do you think this is? What are you trying to do with the driveway? You're trying to expand it, given your flexible bubble where anyone is permitted to... Yeah, uh, we need to make it big enough for all the cars to park on, <laughs> to, to park in, in the front, you know? Yeah, so you're going to need a valet when you come here to park your car and come into my mansion. How, lo how long is uh, Son of Clay there with you? Uh, weekend. He's back from the army. Nice having him there. Yeah, we haven't seen him in ages because they've been working him pretty hard. So he kind of fit, he fits in that space of he's been at work. So now he's coming home. So he just works away. What's his way of switching off? Uh, I know that you're a guy who pretty much ticks every creative box. I mean, you, you did a brilliant sketch of myself, I must say, oh, yeah. last weekend. And I thought this guy's so annoying because he's so good at everything. <laughs> but, but how sad of that that I was using my, was it Saturday night? Sketching it was Saturday night. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? So what's up with that? Oh, that oh. tells you the state of my life. I don't want to see your son's hand reappear with another glass tonight <laughs> because I think one, one is more than enough. One glass is more than enough. One is enough. So what have you been up to? Um, I have been trying to rebuild my fitness slowly. I've had five runs now. Today's run was the first run that promised what was promising i felt mm. a tiny bit better my my uh, my pace was quicker because it's i felt really weak since this I'm, I'm i'm realizing i'm a bit weak i'm a bit croaky post virus had my first jab as well 
I this seen morning. That. Yeah, I saw. I saw on Twitter that you had your first jab today. Yeah, a couple of things that was in my mind. I I think he said something about um, a loud sneezer. Yeah, the people going to a panic on a bus. It was on the lower deck, and yeah. I think you could see people were unhappy. I could hear some muttering. Because I remember being on the train and people were coughing and and people were getting ready to get violent, weren't they? Yeah, you said yeah. that uh, yeah. a while back. I think that would have been in the early days of the pandemic. Yeah, that was wasn't early. Yeah. How do you but, feel about the fact that we are now close to a year of this? It's oh, weird, it's crazy. isn't it? The thing that's crazy for me is that you know it's the uh, new habits that we've grown used to. So I haven't been really out of my town for ever. Um, and so I don't even know what Limington looks like or rugby or any of the other places around me, but I'm just so used to being in this box that it's going to be mad when they actually turn us loose and we can go back out into society. Although you've been out being a spreader, weren't you? Because you caught the thing and started kicking it around. The thing is, no one who's caught this will have caught it without spreading it by the time you 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 you've discovered that you've got the yeah. infection you will have spread it and i i think that there are a couple of dangerous things that i've been doing the running is and it remains a danger and i keep tweaking my route i keep making mm. sure that i avoid any potential bottlenecks there was a guy today in the park this evening who must have been making an attempt on some world record because his pace was ridiculous those people are so selfish and i was listening to the radio i think on tuesday night and they were talking about making masks mandatory for joggers and is that because I, you guys are running and breathing really heavy and spitting all your spit i think out? so uh, well I don't actually listen to earphones. Uh, I don't listen to anything while I'm running, so I have an advantage there. But even so, when I'm going Keep uphill, heavy breathing. yeah, when I when I'm going uphill, I'm struggling a bit. I'm breathing a bit more. But I tried running with a, a mask this week for part of my route. It's doable, I think, but you you feel, of course, a massive difference when you remove the mask. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if the, if mask jogging becomes a thing because there are so many irresponsible joggers out there. The other thing I forgot to say last week is the one thing I noticed post-isolation going to the park, and I don't think it can be explained away by the better weather in the last mm. couple of weeks. I'm seeing people caring less about social distancing in the park. I'm seeing bigger groups of people. And we saw in the news. People are fed up, man. People yeah, are tired. We've been but, locked down for a long time. But We've we also down for, we also for, saw in the news that the old uh, the, uh, a lot of the elderly people who've had their jab are, uh, are you know breaking lockdown, aren't they? Well, listen, we've been on lockdown since January, man. Come on, this is crazy, insane. Well, since January, now you listen, mean? listen, listen. We're gonna go to a, a, a song. Let's go to a All song. All right. All right. Let's <laughs> let's go to a song. But when you come back, you're gonna have to explain to us what you were chatting the nurse up about uh, this next scene here oh, yeah I've seen you. Now, i've been watching your tweets man <laughs> i'd be spying on you <laughs> cousin corona and yeah here, that sums the song up with you again on a friday night what's my life become i used to be like how do you how do you get away with this clay you're two late nights a week on your station how, how, how does your wife allow this you've gone well, for hours in that room I live in this room, man. This is my. This is the swamp, dude. This is where I hang out. 
This is the swamp. <laughs> so you listen, know, man. Huh? Can I just quickly say, yeah. watching you sip more of that drink oh. during that last song, I would have thought you drinking during program making would have been something we'd have discussed in advance of making this show. This wasn't <laughs> that's not part of the deal. <laughs> no, this we didn't talk about this before Christmas. <laughs> it's written into my contract now, my new contract that I signed with our new agent. That I uh, must unsettling. Have my whisker. Uh, the thing <laughs> is. You've clearly thought, ah, he's going to be okay with this. He's not going to have a problem with this. I can, I can do what I want. I run this show. I've got the, <laughs> I've got all the equipment. I am the boss. Well, look who's talking. You're starting to get all diva on me now, showing up three minutes before we broadcast. Keeping you, know, you on the your diva. toes. It's like, I'll show up when I show up. You know, we're supposed to meet at quarter till. Then that was like 10 till, till. Then you just show up two minutes to beforehand. Look What's at this professional. I'm, I'm putting the links out there trying to beef up our audience. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> that's, that's Instagram done now. Is that, is that what you're calling it? All right. So um, the nurse, tell us, bring us up to speed. Was she good looking? I'm, I'm not going to say yes if that wasn't the case. And also, um, uh, you know, it's the kind of talk people might expect from middle-aged men. Although you are, of course, the world's oldest millennial. I'm not. <laughs> so people might just think that this guy's talking like an old man. People don't speak like that anymore. So I'm not going to say anything about that. Why but, are you going to say, come on? No. Was, was but what trying, I what, what I trying was, to get some action? I wore a deliberately baggy jumper so I could just pull my sleeve up. But the problem was I had four tops on underneath, which made made pulling the sleeve up really tight and for some reason the jab goes so trying to show goes the guns. Up, yeah it goes up really high on your arm but i just made some small talk about the jabs and also i don't know about you but a problem and this followed on from our show last week i took a call from a friend who kept me on the phone for two hours okay sounds familiar did he call you in the middle of the night <laughs> he did <laughs> and i could hear him smoking a joint because that's what he does and I wasn't surprised to know that he refuses to have the vaccine. And this is the problem for all of us going forward is we're going to have friends. We're going to have family members, perhaps, who will not have the vaccine. So yeah, I, got, if you, I got one of those. So how do you deal with that, Clay? I don't know. It's just that's their, their choice, I guess, isn't it? But you can't see them, of course, surely. That's their problem. <laughs> they can't see me, you mean? Well, Either way, I think friendships are going to rupture because yeah, of this. Yeah, but listen, you haven't been seeing – well, I have, but you haven't been seeing people for a year. What's the difference? I, I haven't, but that's why I'm keen <laughs> to get back out there. But I can't start after all of this, going through all of this. I'm not going to see friends who will not have the vaccine. Yeah, but look, you've had it. You've now got the vaccine. What are you worried about? I'll tell you what I'm worried about. The nurse warned me. The GP warned me. I have two friends who've suffered – adverse reactions to Ooh. the vaccine one of them has had the virus and i've been warned because i've had the virus to prepare perhaps for a ropey weekend but someone that we knew that we both worked with who i've remained in touch with aside from yourself from that particular place she had uh, the vaccine yesterday she hasn't had the virus and today she has suffered a really bad reaction oh see that's not selling it that's not selling the vaccine at all dude and which one did you have you had the cheap one or i had the oh i've forgotten what it is i'm going to look on twitter the azteca is it the azteca whatever it's called right. not the azteca 
Um, AstraZeneca. AstraZeneca, yeah. And I'm glad I had that one because I've got a friend who had that one and I couldn't have lived with it if he'd had a better vaccine than now, me. Now, is this because you have pre pre-existing condition or are you just old? No, it's a pre-existing condition. All right. So I'm just wondering why you got the vaccine before me. Well, uh, you don't actually go out, do you? You you just live in that no, room. This is my this is my place. Is that why you got it before me? Because I don't go out? I would assume so. Had you got it before me, I think I'd have put in an anonymous phone call to the authorities <laughs> and said, look, this guy's been breaking the bubble since day one. <laughs> So he, he he shouldn't get one. I got it. So yeah. So you're you're not giving up nothing on the nurse, then, are you? I just made some small talk with yeah, her. What's your, what's your small talk like? I well, with, are you swab and debonair? Is it small no, talk flirty? Is it just? I'm very strong in the small talk department with medical staff. That's about right. it. Outside you don't of really that, like small talk. No, you? I Obviously don't. See you complaining about small talk on Twitter. But I'm very good with medical staff for some reason. I can, you know, I can say, "How's what this you going?" Against small talk, what is your? I don't like the awkwardness. I don't like the routine of it. You know, yeah. you both. You, yeah, for example, you're you, you're making your way out of the building. Like this week, I had to speak to a couple of neighbours who caught me on my way out for a run, and of course, it's cold this you. week. <laughs> it's cold this week. Did you London. try and plan it so that you don't bump into your neighbours? Yeah, but. There are lots of people in this building, so it's difficult. I had my long johns on as well because it was cold, and I ended up having to small talk with them. The long johns, I've got my mask on, and you know they want to go into their flat. I just want to go out for the run, but we're both stuck with a small talk. It's you know that's the problem with small talk. I don't think anyone likes small talk. I like small talk. There is no small talk, only small people, as they say. Oh, I'm what? sure you love talking to everybody. You yeah, are a man of the people. Absolutely, you've got to. I mean, how do you get to know people? people and you know find out about their world your world it's all good i'd love my small talk i would have never known you without any small talk man yeah you didn't really give me a choice in the matter did you no you were persistent not. i was persistent absolutely because you came in with your you know trying to be all too cool for school look when he came into my little course but i drew you out and look at us now i think you used your seven years ago <laughs> going by and here 11. we are 11. 11. You used 11 your years. tablet. I think you used your tablet to draw me in because you yeah. had all your comics on a tablet. I've never seen a tablet. Oh, nasty. I used my <laughs> tablet. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember whipping out my tablet. Oh, this guy. <laughs> Is that what it was? My tech got you. I had you at the tech. That was the first tablet I'd seen. Right. Got you. Uh, all right. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll move on from your small talk, but I did want to know what your Tinder profile looks like. I've never been on Tinder. I find from, those. No, I haven't. I, I find those things seedy. I really do. So how do you find women, pick up women? Well, and, uh, what, what kind of show is this? <laughs> Seriously? How do I pick up women? Is this a, a, how sleazy are we? <laughs> We're not sleazy. That's don't draw, don't draw me into your world. Don't try and live, <laughs> don't try and live through me because you've been married for three decades. Exactly. You know? So I'm trying to figure out, you know, what do you, how do you pick up women? And how, if you're not using Clay, Tinder, which Clay, is the 21st century way of doing this. Clay, those days are behind me. This is about survival. This is, it's all about survival now. You know? So you don't try and pick up women in a pandemic? Even before the pandemic. No. <laughs> are you just, what, what do you, oh, because oh, I know we were going to get you one of the, 
um, sex dolls, weren't we? Is that the new wave for you? Is I'm just going to trust my future to you. <laughs> you know, you clearly... I, actually, I actually have someone for you because she's just, she's a female version of you. And me and Ruth have been joking that you two I've had that. For I've, I've had that before years ago. Someone said exactly the same thing. Yeah. And this person was just too much for me. She was too far gone. I like to think, <laughs> I, I like to think certainly at the time that I could come back, but she was very George Costanza. She yeah. was incredible. Yeah. You too. I would, I would like to put you two together, see what that conversation's like. That would be interesting. I think, because, uh, yeah, she's what kind a female of, what, version of you. What kind of age range are we discussing here? Because probably the same as us. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Ish. Younger, probably. Probably more my wife's age. I, I, I want more specifics than that if we're going to sort of uh, explore this at a deeper level. Don't be vague, Clay. <laughs> Don't be vague. <laughs> Well, that's enough. That's good. Hey, let, 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 well, hang on. <laughs> before, before we go into a song, Mr. Whiskey, tell us how the week has been on uh, the Wisdom Experience Radio. Uh, been, a, a, been a good week this week, actually. So we've got um, we've had a number of good interviews going on. I had Ernie on on uh, Wednesday, I think, I believe. We were doing a storytelling that went down well. Of course, a digital calm. Always a, a good one there. Um, Hatman last week, but got Hatman tomorrow. So if you guys are around, Hatman ten o'clock. That's a that's a Saturday staple for me. It's a terrific show. Hatman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's uh, I got to edit it still, but yeah, Hatman number five will be out tomorrow. Should I edit it while I'm under the influence of whiskey? <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> yeah, no. So we got that going on. Um, lined up some stuff for international. Women's Day, so got about eight people coming to that, so that should be good. A little listening party that we got going on. How does that fit in with all this talk of um, pursuing women? All this uh, slightly seedy talk from a few minutes ago. How does that? Uh, well, that's you. I'm you, the seedy one, to pick I'm up the, women. I don't. I'm pick not up the. Women. I'm not the seedy one. I'm here minding my own business, trying, I'm trying to, get to find a out what you guys do these days. You know, you don't use, you gotta use Tinder. You must have a Tinder profile. No, I don't no. have a Tinder profile. And I have one friend who's significantly younger than me who snapped about eight months into the pandemic, couldn't take it anymore, went mm. out to meet uh, a girl and he never does long-term relationships. And lo and behold, he caught COVID. And uh, they had to have a very awkward conversation afterwards. Like, yeah, uh, he was blaming her. She was blaming him. Either way. He got COVID because he had <laughs> well, no discipline. Like, no discipline. He couldn't. He couldn't hack it. He couldn't go. He couldn't go to distance. Is that what you're saying? He couldn't. He couldn't go to distance. All right. Here comes one of your um, tunes. 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 <laughs> tunes. Tunes. Actually, this is a pretty good one. It's uh, one from the Pixies. Do you want to introduce these songs by name, maybe? I and just said name. it. Okay. I the just Pixies. said gigantic. Oh, this is a great song. I'm doing this a lot tonight. Yeah, I know. What is that? Are you Trump now? (laughs) (laughs) You got the Trump thing going on, man. What's happening? I'm wondering if Gigantic is referring to the topless woman that's on the cover of this album. Do you want to expand on that? Shall I just leave you to that? Listen, I'm looking at the Pixies, that cover, album cover. Is it Surfer Rosa, the name of the album? And uh, she's topless, this lady. And and gigantically topless. 
I like it. Mm, I'm getting sidetracked over here. She looks kind of Spanish as well. It's quite an interesting cover. It's kind of uh, sepia-colored. Topless woman in a dress. Looks a bit Spanish. There's a crucifix on the wall. And, and it looks like, if you were looking at it from the top of her, that she's bleeding from her skull. Like it's blood just dripping out of the back of her head. But that's the wall that she's against. So... I'm not quite sure what that dark frame is behind it, but if you looked at it as if you were looking at it from the top, it looks like she's bleeding out like in a crime scene type thing, which is interesting. Two things. I think you should say uh, sepia again. I like the way you said it. Who? Sepia, sepia, as you said, sepia. Oh, okay. I like that. <laughs> and also, I, th I think we've accidentally hit upon a new feature. I think every week you should discuss an album cover because you brought that to life this is a song and an album that's been part of my life for 30 years now okay and i could see the cover just as you were describing it i, I love the detail there hey there you go that'll be my my new column my new trick <laughs> clay's column <laughs> clay's column yeah hey what do you think about uh remake remakes reboots remakes reboots well, we were just discussing, for example, Battlestar Galactica. Mm. I, I have fond memories of the original. Maybe you do too. But yeah, there's yeah. no, there's no denying that the reboot, certainly for a couple of years, at least the first couple of years, was absolutely stunning. Yeah, that was a, one of my favorite you know? series. They did a real good job rebooting that. And yeah. I, I, and so it, it does work. It, it can work. It's you know. There was also. Did you see? It's a remake of The Wizard of Oz. I think it was called Tin Man in the late noughties. Yeah. Really, really good. Yeah. Really dark. Because I just seen that they have re. Well, it's not a. Is it a remake? It's a reboot of Punky Brewster, but she's now an adult and she's got three kids of her own. You probably didn't have. Did you have Punky Brewster here? I don't Nin think so. It's a kind of a nineties show. Um, a little homeless girl. And she befriended an elderly gentleman, and you know it's just one of those. She dressed real funky. Different maybe shoes. maybe we knew it as Heidi. Well, I know Heidi, but no, it's Punky Brewster. But it's, they rebooted that, so that's out. And now I don't remember. Did you used to watch One Day at a Time? I don't remember that. Do you want to no. tell me a bit more about it? Uh, yeah, I'm just using the. Uh, it had uh, Valerie Bertinelli in it, Eddie Van Halen's wife. She was one of the stars of it. And but they remade that one as well. But they they remade it or rebooted. Do you call it a remake or a reboot? It's a difference, isn't it? But they brought it back. But it had an all Puerto Rican cast instead of the original kind of mixed kind of cast that they had uh, in the original. But the premise was was the same. And um, but a number of shows like that the kind of reboot. But do you like them? Do you, on, a, on a overall? I think. Many of them tend to be an improvement. I mean, the original Battlestar Galactica was quite ropey. Mm. The The reboot was very impressive. Um, I'm, I've been less... Well, they weren't reboots, all the various Star Trek uh, spin-offs that followed, but I'm not really a sci-fi guy, and yeah. I, was, I was surprised that Battlestar Galactica got me. It was so clever. I think it's because they made it very contemporary, didn't they? You could see the parallels of what was going on in the in the actual world around us in terms of stuff happening over in, in Iraq and, and those kind of places like that. So I think that's, that's what made that series for me. It was very dark. It was very gritty. Um, and the storylines paralleled stuff that was happening in the news. So I thought absolutely very cleverly done. 
Um, Because the original was quite cheesy, kind of, you know, feel-good TV, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, we grew up, I'm I'm, I'm thinking about shows on a Saturday evening here like The A-Team. Great fun. I could probably still sit through an episode of The A-Team or The Fall Guy. I think the first show Mm, I was obsessive about... But the first show oh, yeah. <laughs> I was obsessive about as a kid was the Six Million Dollar Man. I yeah. love that show. I love yeah. that show. That was a big Six Million Dollar Man going out and playing. Was it Steve Austin? Yeah. Yeah. This, we can rebuild them better, yeah. faster, stronger. <laughs> yeah. And the ep- and the episodes with Bigfoot were really weird. You could be well. rebuilt now. We should rebuild you. I've got I've got some metal in my foot, so, so, it's that's, so that's a start. We can make you make a good Android, I think. You're halfway there with your personality, so I think <laughs> it would fit straight into it, man. Uh, you're obviously overseeing my post-pandemic confidence. I am in your hands, Clay. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm trying to set you up, but you got to tell me what your rap game's like, man. I need to know. What do you mean, my rap? What what, what is this, my rap game? What do you mean? (laughs) So You know what? I'm getting the impression you're a rascal. (laughs) You're a bit of a rascal. (laughs) So listen, so, you know, are you a smooth talker? I'm not a smooth talker. I'm a funny guy, yes. You're the funny guy. You do the funny role. But that's how you get most of the girls. If women like funny dudes. Never laugh at your own jokes, Clay. That's the key. Well, yeah, don't laugh at your own jokes, because you got to make them laugh. They, women love a funny guy. Yeah. Oh, I know what I was going to pick you up on about. Were you asking, talking about whether you could take some dudes? You're skinny. Oh, you know, I was in the queue. Yeah, that's yeah I, I, you know what? I, I, knew, I knew if we talked about this, you would reference the, uh, the, the legs, the skinny chicken legs. <laughs> it's your latest thing. I was just in the queue, and I don't think... I'm alone in having those kind of thoughts. I was in the queue for the first jab, and I was just thinking, how many of these guys could I take? You know, See, just trying to work it out in my head. I was, when I was having a conversation, like women, like you look at women and you, you know, you just want, you know, what I do her is your question, That's your head, on. right? <laughs> and then when you look at the dude, it's like, can I take him? That's the two conversations in my head. When I'm walking down the street, those are the questions. I'm scanning, scanning, would I do her? No, yes. My my dad always said the key is, particularly once you start advancing through your 20s and, you know, you're not going to be meeting your first love. You're both uh, you've both uh, carrying you're both carrying a bit of history into that relationship. My dad always said that and we all do it. You'll be comparing your latest uh, love interest to their predecessors. And certainly with guys, my dad always said, just make sure when she's comparing all her ex-boyfriends and trying to work out who might have been the strongest, that you're not bottom of that list. You know, <laughs> just as long as you're not bottom, you've got a chance. You're right. You've got a chance. You've got a half a chance. Yeah, half a chance. Um, so, um. I was having a look at, um, oh yes, I almost missed this one, because tonight, when we're done with the show, are you watching Coming to America 2? No, I, no. Oh, come on. You didn't, did you don't like set, Coming to America? No. And I, again, I'm oh. not a big film guy, but no. Oh, Not spending time with that. How, is that a new film? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's coming out today. Why this have they waited? the world. Why have they waited 30, 35 years to, to make that? It's just the time. It's good. Time. What, every, like everyone it. was <laughs> 35 years? Yeah, this is it. And they got all open. We got Eddie back. You got Arsenio Hall. 
Um, loads of cool people in there. You gotta watch it, man. Come on. Hey, there's a, there's a, in keeping with uh, tonight's one-sided seediness uh, from you, there's a very seedy, <laughs> very seedy cop film. I think it's from 1990 Q&A. Have you ever seen it? Nick Nolte? No. No. It's a great film. It's one of the most underrated uh, cop films I've ever seen. It is outstanding. Write, write that down. Again, you're writing everything down. Write that down. <laughs> right. Q and A. I'll watch that. What was the one that I liked with Nick Nolte and, I'm gonna, and Eddie you, Murphy? Was you keep talking. I'm going to hours. I'm going to find the cast for that because there's the greatest film beard I've ever seen is in that film. Another forty eight hours. Well, you type. I'm going to play a song that, and this song's dedicated to you because I think this describes your very essence of who you are. Tell me that ain't you. What kind of uh, direction is this show going in, Clay? What's going <laughs> what do you on? Mean? What is going on? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you, I didn't realise we were doing this kind of show. When I heard it, I was like, "That's Daniel. That's got to be him." 100%. How do you How do you find this kind of song? What kind of search did you do to find this? <laughs> I just thought about you, man, and conjured it up. It came. It I it. think. I think we need to stage an intervention when this pandemic is over. We need to get you away from that screen, away from that room. <laughs> we need to get you out there. I'm, I'm entrenching myself here. Do you have anxiety about returning to the normal world? Like going back into offices? Oh, I, I'm I mean, I, there's, well, pubs are a no. Um, pandemic, uh, uh well, pubs are a no. I mean, I've always wanted to avoid offices, as you know, regardless of whether we're in a pandemic or not. I've had one or two people that I don't know at all who've tried to get to know me in recent weeks who've talked about going for a drink. And that fills me with dread, partly because I don't drink. And I do think a lot of guys, as you said a week or two back, they don't like that. And I don't like having to try and justify it. But uh, being teetotal, I don't see the point in going to a pub. I don't enjoy mm. myself. So if I come down to London, are we going to get together and do the show in person? Yeah, we can do. We we could, yeah. uh, you know, we could sit in a cafe, have a uh, do a show, and hopefully this time I'll have your full attention, unlike last time. <laughs> come down to London, do it, do it live from London, and then the we might is, be able to get some control a little bit. The thing is, Clay, how? Soon after this lockdown is gradually eased back, do you think that mentally you'll be ready to do that kind of trip? See, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I think that's what, when is the tipping point? When do you say, okay, it's okay to be normal again? Or is, are we never, ever going to be normal again? Is it just going to be, yeah, the new normal is mass, keep your distance from people? not want to go into places where it's enclosed spaces like the cinema and pubs, restaurants, all of that. I can't wait to get out to the mountain. I want to go out into the wilds. I'm not that interested in going to the cities, but definitely got to get out into the wilds. Definitely. That beard, before we forget, the greatest film beard I've ever seen is in Q&A. It's the actor Armand Asante. Do you know him? Mm. He's got an incredible beard in this film. It's a great beard. Yeah, Armand Asante, brilliant actor. I'll have to check it out. So what's up with um, Megan? What do you think of this whole... Megan? Her, Megan. 
Meghan Markle, you know. Oh, no. You know, I'm a, I've been a Republican since I was about four years old without knowing what being a Republican meant. It right. was the Silver Jubilee in this country, and I was the only kid in my class who refused to go, and they had to get my mum down to make me go <laughs> to see the Queen who was being driven through Clapham. I just I don't understand how we got to 2021 with the royal family still being a thing. And you mm. Americans, you love the royal family. They do, don't they? They go nuts about this, even though we fought a rebellion to get away from the royals. Yeah. But I'm just, you know, she just seems to, I don't know if she's, I don't know, it just, you know, back the latest accusations about, you know, having a, you know, a whole hit, almost she described it as the firm, if you remember that movie. Yeah. Um, and I'm just thinking, why not just go to America where they are, or Canada, I think they're doing part Canada, part America, and just, you know, start your life again. Why continue with this? What I, a bit? I don't like relationships. This has nothing to do with, um, you know, with women. It's nothing to do with men. I just don't like any relationship where by by dint of those two people coming together, long established relationships that existed before those two people got together are suddenly ruptured. I don't like that. And I, you know, it would have been the same with you. It's been the same with me where you've seen friends maybe change and distance themselves and, you know, just throw themselves into a married life or a relationship. And I, yeah. I've always thought that's unhealthy. I never liked that. And the one thing about me is my friends over the years have never been able to pin that on me i was never right. that guy are you bros for, for hoes kind of guy I'm, I'm, I'm glad i don't get these references seriously you're doing you're you're really doing international women's day i don't see how that works oh dude no I, i'm with you i think it's weird if you if you're if you get into a relationship and then you've got to ditch all your other relationships because of the other person wants you to not be around those other people for whatever reason, whether it's to control you, whether it's to um, feel in, inadequate or jealous about you and your other relationships. But I think that's a bit weird. And the fact that the person would would do that, would distance themselves from their network of friends that they've known for a long time. Well, worse still is when you see uh, the rupture happen between the parents and the daughter-in-law or the son-in-law. That, that I think, is the worst thing. Yeah. When are we going to get your sister on the show, anyway? I can never get her to do any voice messages, so that's not going to happen. Uh, you should. We could, she could dial in, and we could put her in. Look, there'll be a, enough room yeah. down here for another space. <laughs> you can call in from... You and your toys. Why don't we... Um, extend that invite to any of our listeners. Tell them how they can contact the show. Well, just, you know, on Twitter, just say, hey, I want to come on, on board. You can go. If you're on Mixcloud right now, you want to come in, I could put the link in. You can come on in and say hi. Yeah, we can get you in here. And the Twitter is at trialyouwant underscore. Yeah, it's on the screen. Or just message me or Daniel, actually. Uh, but Wait. if you're listening tonight and you want to come on, just say the word, man. I'll send you an invite. You can come on in. <laughs> it's a strange thing, actually. This is very confusing on uh, Mixcloud uh, tonight. And it's also disheartening because there are now two numbers on screen. And I've just realized that the 12 is throwing me. We're not 12. We're actually four. Current viewers, four. That is a disgrace. 
Ah, so you lost. You kicked some, you no, some people I, it's, away. It's been, no, I, I would imagine it's your seediness tonight, but <laughs> it's, it's actually, it's been like that since the start. So that's very confusing. I think when we go to a tune, you can maybe uh, retweet the Wisdom Experience radio live stream thing and get some of that clay low pole working. <laughs> you know? uh, is that my cue to go to a tune? Oh, this is uh, the Afghan Wigs. Oh, this Definitely. is a great song. Is it a great song? Yeah. Oh, this is a great song. Great Every song. one of your songs is a great song. Uh, oh, this is a great song. I'm, I'm glad you realized. <laughs> this is a great song. <laughs> All right. You surprise me sometimes. Every now and then you do pull off um, and come up with a good tune. I dig. I know you like your noise, Clay, but that, 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 that is a <laughs> That's good. I do like my noise. That was really good. I, I enjoyed that. Absolutely. So um, I did have another question for you, but I've lost it. Where did it go? Was it another dirty question? Oh, no, it wasn't a dirty question. It was about... Um, there's a couple of things. So this whole biometric, um, and I know I was kind of joking about you, you know, rebuilding you as a $60 million man, but one of the latest things that's out there is biometric credit cards. I don't know if you've seen this, but um, they're, so now you got chip and pin and all that, but now they're going to build your credit card so it's only activated by your um your fingerprint so you don't need to have a pen or anything like that just your finger and then there's this um like with hr and i don't even i don't know how anyone would do this but you can get a um little microchip inserted in this under the surface of your skin it gets you into the building of your company and if you want to use the vending machines and like that you know you just put your hand near it so you don't have to have an id card anymore don't have to have cash anymore um and i'm thinking two things for me especially on the credit card one does that mean people are going to start lopping off fingers stealing people's eyeballs um and things like that and two why would you ever want someone to stick a microchip in you and have no idea you know, it's saying it's a letter in the building, but can they track you? Do they know what you're doing? Do they know? You know what I mean? What do you think? Well, it's like the Oyster card, isn't it? I, I've never, um, never registered my Oyster card in the 14, 15 years they've been around. But just on the finger thing, having a biometric uh, chip in your finger, how would that work? Are you then having to touch something with your finger? You've got to touch where the chip and pen bit, you know, where the pen, the chip bit used to be. You touch okay. it with your finger now. Well, the thing is, isn't that redundant in a pandemic now or post-pandemic if we're talking about how the world has changed? Should we just be touching stuff willy-nilly? Surely not. Yeah, but it'll be your credit card you're touching. You're not touching anything else. Oh, okay. I thought you yeah. had to just touch a machine. No, no, no. You, Your card won't activate unless you touch the pen piece or the the chip on it and that'll be his activation and verification so you won't need to do the four digit pen you activate your card with your fingerprint i wonder how much of this stuff we really need well so know? do i and where does it stop and uh, so i'm thinking about the data that comes with this that they don't tell you about so like we have one of these ring doorbells you know with the surveillance thing and you can see people that come 
But it's well, all... Are you talking about at your house? This is yeah. what you have. But why, if you just let everybody in anyway during a, bu- uh, you know, there's no so bubble there. I can there. see who's here, who's coming. <laughs> you are a control freak. <laughs> so you see, um, but I didn't buy it. It was given to us as a gift. It was a Christmas present a couple of years back. But what they don't tell you is, well, and it's just like Alexa, um, because it's always recording. So people go by it and it activates, lets you know that people are there. It comes in handy sometimes, like if you're away and the mailman comes, I can come on and say, hey, go put the package in the back or that kind of stuff. Um, but because they're sending this data back to some big database, they actually know when you, what times you're at home and when you're not at home, how long you're away for, the packages that you're bringing in, and this is the kind of data that they can sell on to other companies. But they don't really put that out there that they do do these things, but they do. Uh, same with Alexa, always listening. Your phone's always, like people say, I'm not going to get an Alexa because, you know, I don't want people listening. Well, if you got a mobile phone, you, you've got some listening device in your pocket and you can go onto Google um, and I have to find a link, but you can see, you can get access to all the info that Google has on you, the things it's recorded, the places you've been, all that kind of stuff, which is surely in terms of being able to track where you've been, though, you can turn the GPS off or is that not enough? Well, that's not enough. It's not enough at all. You would think, but it's not. So it's quite weird. I think I find all that weird. I find the other thing that's weird is um, But you've still got the Alexa. Doesn't that bother you? Well, well, I, I have all this stuff. <laughs> so you're right. I've got the Alexa, got the phone, I've got ring. Um, I've kind of drawn a line, I guess, at, you know, being, having stuff stuck into my body. But um, I can imagine if they do get a computer chip that I could put in where I don't have to touch anything, <laughs> I might be first in line for that. But it's just the idea that, um, you know, you got all this, this data. The smartest thing I ever seen was a... A graduate student in the U.S. I think it was a graduate student. Anyway, she did for her thesis. Uh, she was an art student. That's what she was. And for her art project, final art project, is she incorporated herself. So she went on a theory that companies are buying and selling your data. So if she made herself a company, then they would have to pay her to use her data. And so that's what she did. So she's no longer a private citizen. Her entity is a public company. But you have to then she has to give up access to records and things like that, of which she can go to her website and see all that. But she put herself in a position that she could say, now I can charge companies to use my data, which I thought was interesting. But why do you have to make yourself a company to do that? But I take it this is a young person. Yeah, yeah, she's okay. a young person. So I wonder how they're going to feel about this a generation from now, or maybe there'll be more people doing that kind of thing. I'm glad that I'm not a young kid now growing up in this age, because, for example, on Instagram, there was this, well, there is this Brazilian family. They've got a, a disabled toddler who is probably the cutest kid I've ever seen. And, you know, every post they put on there of this kid gets about 30,000 likes within a day. 
But it just got to the point after about seven or eight months of seeing these pictures and liking them and showing them to my aunt just because this kid is really cute, where I've started to think this is too much now because they're clearly getting a lot of uh, gear from potential sponsors. They've got so many mm. outfits to dress the kid up in. And, it, you know, this kid is going to grow up and they're, they're going to have been everywhere. And I, that just doesn't sit right with me. So and, and the kid doesn't have a choice, I take it, at this point. Cause, well, they're uh, only about three years old, and, yeah. you know, they've got serious health issues. So there is a, you know, obviously it's quite poignant seeing, seeing this kid and their struggles, and they are incredibly cute, but it's got to the point where I think something's been lost here, and there are going to be probably hundreds of thousands of pictures and shares of this kid by the time they're, you know, just eight, nine years old, and... I think that's troubling. That's going to be interesting because, you know, you always had the child stars, didn't you? I'm wondering what's yeah. it going to be like when you have these Internet child stars where the, you know, because they're not doing these things, as you say, they're not doing it in their own. It's the parents that's pushing their image out there and, and getting all this uh, publicity. So what's it going to be like when, you know, they move into a space where they're conscious of who they are and what they do? I mean, I look at where we are tonight with four viewers, and obviously I want a bit more than that. But when you see these um, so-called influencers or big celebrity Twitter accounts and they've got millions of followers, that is so much pressure. There's going to come a point in your life where those numbers start dropping. When those numbers start dropping, is that going to bother you? Yeah. Because Elon Musk, um, until a, a week or two ago, he was the world's richest man. He no longer is the world's richest man. Once you've been at the top and you're toppled, is that going to bother you? No, there was a Netflix documentary on that, wasn't there? So I'm trying to I'll look it up in, uh, when we go to a song. Um, but they followed four big, Paris Hilton was one of them, um, and then there was uh, three other ones that they followed who were like big um, influencers, but then they're now on their way down. Um, and one of the guys is really, one guy's really struggling with it mental health wise, because, you know, he was, you know, before he could walk and get into any party, and now no one hardly knows who he, who he is anymore. Um, so he was he was struggling with it because he you know how do you yeah, how do you get back on top when you were when you were there and you had all this attention it's it's mad yeah cool tunage creed my own prison don't know this one where are you at Oh, I'm there. I, I okay. didn't get any response to the online chat during that last dreadful song. There's me trying to carry out some show admin while you're playing a song that sounds like <laughs> the last thing you played. <laughs> that sounds very similar to yours, exactly. <laughs> so We've had the last a thing you played. While, while you stick a link to this on your on your station's Facebook page, I'll uh, read out uh, a tweet from Gemma, who's tweeted the show. I think she's actually our only listener tonight because we're down to three, and uh, me and you will be two of the three. Uh, Gemma says you can turn off Go uh, Google location history. She's given us a link for that, and also a link to a podcast episode that gives a really good explanation of the whole selling your data topic. We appreciate that, Gemma, and uh, we hope you keep in well. Okay, what the hell was that song, Clay? Uh, uh, you know, uh, I felt like I was in some American bar where everyone well, was half cut. 
That, well, that, exactly. That's a, a, a decent band, that Creed is. My Own Prison, My Sacrifice, there's loads of tunes they had. I don't know what your problem is, man. You don't know anything, do you? That's my take on this. <laughs> you, you're giving me the vocal frying. <laughs> I think my whiskey glass is empty, dude. It needs to stay empty. I'm getting a bit thirsty here. I might have to call my um, whiskey man to top me up. <laughs> what are you guys got planned this weekend with your son there? Are you doing anything special? No, he's resting up. Um, they're in their final exercise and they're working like 14, 16 hour days um, simulating some tactical something or another. Um, so he came back to get a bit of a break uh, from that. Um, so probably nothing with him. Uh, I've got some cookie baking to do. Again? Again. Yeah, i got to keep my cookies replenished, man. How did your daughter's uh, birthday go? Because I was a little concerned that on the evening of her birthday, you were actually sketching me. That didn't oh, sound yeah, well, right. The, well, she wasn't here, was she? She just came by again just to say hi and then went home, pretty much, or to eat cake and and uh eat some chicken <laughs> at what point does the uh, at what point can the boyfriend go back into her bubble uh i have no idea but she's in cambridge now because she's she works in a COVID lab now um she's uh um so she's she, she just started a job a few weeks ago two weeks ago maybe i guess um but her training's in cambridge so during the week she's there um in fact, she just sent a text saying good morning because she's on the night shift. She's working from 11 to 6, but just handling COVID all night long, which I think is kind of crazy, but there you go. Um, the whole lab thing, you know, she gets the little gloves, stick her hands through the little hole and does her thing, whatever they got to do to the samples. <laughs> is that her background? Is healthcare, is it? Or is uh, this neuroscience? Wow. Yeah, so. I bet she never thought she'd be uh, dealing with a pandemic as part of her job. No, I don't think anybody thought they were going to be messing around with a pandemic, you know. Uh, and there's there's her family just breaking bubbles left, right, and center. <laughs> breaking the bubbles. We we got the bubbles all sorted, man. Bubble breakers. <laughs> bubble That's breakers. a good phrase. Bubble breakers. bubble breakers. The bubble breakers. Remember that episode of Seinfeld, The Bubble Boy? Oh, yeah, that's a famous episode. <laughs> I love it, The Bubble Boy. Awesome. What are you up to this weekend? Nothing. Uh, Saturdays tends to be the one day of the week where I overeat. I call it sloth Saturday. And then Sunday, mm. I go very easy on the food. I've done my running for the week, uh, done my indoor exercise until Sunday. Just going to try and catch up on a lot of reading. I've been reading a lot this so what week. What did you do as like a single dude just by yourself in a house? What are you doing? Uh, nothing and certainly not what you think I'm doing. <laughs> it's just there. What's He's a dirty like bugger. He's a be... dirty bugger. <laughs> to be you. What's it like to be you in that place? I'll tell you this evening before I came on air with you and I discovered it earlier in the week. You know, I don't have kids, but I have a goddaughter that I was very close to as a kid. She's now at university and obviously mm. not living the dream because, you know, being charged £9,000 a year for the kind of uh, degree she's doing. It's it's madness. She's now got a boyfriend. So uh, obviously we hear less from her. The boyfriend I told her today looks disarmingly like her dad. 
because I thought right. originally when I saw a picture that it was a picture of her and her dad. Um, but the fact that she now has a boyfriend and he's got a name, which is more of a girl's name. And I said that and then she gave me that uh, gender neutral lecture, which I had to I had to take the admonishment. But it made me feel really old, you know, made me feel well, really yeah. old. If you think in your that she's in uni and mm. she's but yeah. just the fact that even she's with someone yeah, um, well, there's me living like a monk well thinking from my position when i look at my two you know they're my age when i was raised in hell so i can remember when i was in my early 20s and i'm thinking damn was i like that for one and then two it's like oh my goodness that you know there where i you know, i can remember very distinctly the kind of things i was into and getting up to into my 20s oh, i can imagine i can yeah. imagine <laughs> so, uh, and it was i was in the height of my uh, military career at the time so you can imagine a bunch of soldiers when we get time off and going out and just raising hell one Work of my hard, play hard yeah, that's uh, that's a kind of cliche. When I see the work hard, play hard stuff in job specs, I think no, no chance of that. <laughs> you know that 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 stuff is doesn't work for me. When I was in Bahrain in two thousand and three, uh, this ex girlfriend trying to get me to adapt better to my surroundings. Uh, she knew uh, some American military people and got them to take me out to a club, and it was a horrendous experience. Mm. Horrendous experience for you. Yeah, for me, yeah. I just did not enjoy being around <laughs> army types. And it wasn't unusual for me because in Spain... because yeah. you were like a skinny little chicken kind of guy. Well, in Spain, yeah, you have bro. national service. So whenever yeah. I'd go to Spain in the summers, I'd always have cousins who did were my age. Did you do national service? No, I got out of it just about. Oh, and my dad was so upset. You don't know what you missed. No, I do. I had a fair no, idea. Know. And my dad kicked up such a stink at the consulate that they sent me to Harley Street for the most thorough medical of my life, though I have a medical on Monday that promises yeah. to threaten that. But it was, uh, yeah, it was a shock to my dad because he's done it. To. I don't I think, think I every, did. I think every dude should go to the military. I think national service should be compulsory. I would bring that <laughs> in. Why, though? Because it's, it tears you away from your old environment, gets you away from your, you know, you know being a, a boy, sends you off, turn you into a, a man, teaches you a whole lot of responsibility, teaches you to appreciate life as well. You have a whole nother respect for life, having gone, well, I certainly do, um, having gone through, you know, that experience, my whole appreciation of life has changed completely around and yeah so yeah i think it's great and you just you grow up so much faster the responsibility that you have and and all of that kind of stuff so i think it's where great. when would they do their national service before uni or after uni no before like they right as soon as they finish high school it's 18 boom take them away four See, years i did 10 years of the spanish consulate school so every well three days a week for 10 years after school i would go have to i would have to go to another school and of course that impacted on my you know my grades ultimately because it was what, just, what was this it was just school? What, what was that spanish that consulate to, to to learn spanish to learn how to read and write spanish ah, so i was doing okay. that for 10 years and actually i enjoyed it more than my english at school but it just meant that there were days where i was at school from seven thirty in the morning to three thirty 
in the afternoon and then I'd be at the Spanish consulate from four till seven. It was, well, sometimes nice. when I got older, it had to be from 6.30 to 9.30. So it was hard going. Nice. Very good. I still think you, sh you should have done some time in the military. Maybe it's, how old are you? You still haven't given up that secret yet. No, although I have a friend who tried to give it up on Twitter today, even though I've told him not to. Did he? Uh, yeah. Who's his friend? You got to put me in touch. I got to find out. It's just uh, I've told him before. You know, it's 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 <laughs> enough to be able to say middle age. Why are our figures this? It's because of you. So what is bad. the hair? Do I don't think. I don't think you've, you you you've not bothered to tweet any links. I've you know, all, links out. All, all you've done is just drink and be sleazy. It's gone out. My my beforehand have gone out. Come on, I think it's you. I think your Ernie Burt thing you got going on is throwing him away. Come on, man. I think Collins mellowed quite a lot um, over the years. At least his um, sort of last few albums, anyway. That's um, that's about 20 years old, that track, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, cool. All right, man, so, you know, weekend's here. It's Friday. I got some more whiskey waiting for me, and I got to go watch Coming to America 2. That's coming up right after the show. So this is Netflix-specific, is it? No, no, it's on, uh, it's on Amazon, but it's not amazon it's uh you know movies are now releasing like warner brothers and folks are releasing their new movies you can buy them um it's like I, this isn't free i've got to pay for this movie but this is how they release the movies in 2021 aren't they so i don't know if you have you caught any of the new movies as they come out no, I mean, if if you're just going to disregard things we've discussed in in past weeks, let's not talk about them. I'm not a big film guy. I've told you, it's. It doesn't mean you haven't watched the movie because you're not a big film no, guy. No, I, I you didn't say you were a I, no film guy. Yeah, you're not a big film guy. No, I don't really watch films. Yeah. Really, I, I can't sit still for two and, hours. And probably I don't remember because my brain. Yeah, it shuts down. No, imagine. it's hard to comprehend that someone doesn't like films. I don't enjoy the f I don't enjoy the cinema. But this is and uncomfortable to me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. You like too much. I think you need to dislike a few things in life to appreciate the things you do like a bit more. But you're just I love this. I love that. I want that. I want this. I had this, but I want more of it. <laughs> That's the only way to live, man. Come on. Come on. All right. Buddy. You are the most corporate spiritual guy I have ever met. I gotta do, I'm gotta do my own. You see, I got all my spiritual stuff over there in that corner and behind me. So I come and I sit at the desk, meditate, get my incense going, ohm, ohm, <laughs> and then and, and do my thing. All right, man, it's been fun. It's been real. Have a look at the chat as well, because you've been really bad tonight on on the on the chat on you know the on screen or off screen communication between us this evening has been poor. Your end, I've I've gone the extra mile tonight. I'm still messaging you before we shut down. There's something you need to have a look at. You on know, here, I'm, yes. What you don't? I mean, what's the on screen chat for between us as well, we you you administrate the show? Have a have a look at the last message I've given you. I've seen it, but it doesn't. Right. Yeah, but have, but, uh, what I want to know is, I want to understand these numbers tonight on Mixcloud. Do yeah. you want me to send you a screenshot? Will I that see, help? I can see the numbers right over here. Okay, it's confusing because we have two. 
I numbers can tell you, I'll explain on. it to you afterwards okay. with the All two right. different some, numbers. Some, mean, okay? some, some feedback in the chat <laughs> would be good. <laughs> I'm trying to pay attention to what we're doing. Like, when we're reading your silly messages, come on. <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah. Increasingly <laughs> concerned about <laughs> this guy. <laughs> All right, man. Okay, thanks for uh, tuning in, everyone that's tuning in, and for those who will listen to the replay. This is what this is the bit that you have to comprehend. It is an on-demand society now. You got Netflix, you got Amazon, you have uh, Sky Plus, you've got TiVo in the states. Everybody listens to things when they want to listen to them. So there's just as much value in your live listeners as there are in your um, listeners that listen on demand. So we've got two audiences you're playing to here. Before we go, that. before we go, of all of those things that you've just mentioned, of which I'm sure you have 99% of them, if you could only keep one, which one would you keep? Of, of the, all the ones I just mentioned? Yeah. But I didn't mention the music ones, so you want me to just go with my video ones? Just which one would you keep? Would you keep oh. Netflix? Would you keep Amazon? Let's keep it simple. <laughs> Netflix. Netflix. You love your Netflix. Yeah, yeah I do dig on my Netflix. Yeah. I've, I've, yeah, I do dig on my Netflix. And I would keep my Spotify as my on-demand. Watch the terror. Films. It's clear you're not going to finish the dark. Give the terror a try. It's it's a stunning piece of work. I will give the terror a try. I've been watching Lucifer this week. Is that on yeah. Netflix? Uh, no, that's on, well, it's on Amazon. So I got Amazon, Apple, and Netflix. Those are my three services, and Disney. This guy, <laughs> what a life! You got to stay entertained, man. I love love my stuff. This is what I understand about you. You're a writer. You're a creator. How can you not like all these things? This is what I don't get about you. You're an anomaly. Wrapped oh. up in an enigma. Oh, I like that. I, that's my epitaph. <laughs> By the way, I think one of the things that I'm getting out of doing this show is uh, I'm getting to know you and vice versa in a way we've never done before in our long association. And I think right now, and at Touchwood, nothing happens. But I would expect you, once we make it through this pandemic, if I pass away before you, and there's every chance that I will, I expect you to be one of the guys at the funeral. So via this show, I'm beefing up my numbers. Are you? Yeah. Do you want me to be your, one of your pallbearers or just to attend? I th you, you could probably carry the coffin on your own. You know, I don't go I to funerals, imagine. you know that, don't you? Is I that... go to funerals, but I don't do the weddings. I don't do the happy stuff. I can't I stand that. I, don't, I'll, I, I barely go to a wedding. I have to get dragged to those, but I don't go to funerals. Weddings are awful. I think mm. weddings are worse than funerals. It's I've got no problem if you want to get married. I've got no problem if you want to have your special day. But don't invite me because I find those ceremonies <laughs> vulgar. I really do. Just yeah. keep your money. Don't do anything fancy. Keep your money and build your life together. Be happy. So but you don't you need all these mad. guests. Well, I've missed that boat. and you I'm missed not, that boat. <laughs> uh, you know, and it's a boat I'm not too down to have missed. All right. Good man. Okay, that's it, folks. Have a good evening. We'll catch you next week, next Friday, 8 to 9.30 p.m. Don't forget to bring your whiskey glasses, beer glasses. And um, and if you got any song requests, because, because Daniel doesn't do his part, he doesn't actually put many songs in his playlist. So if you got any tunes you want me to play, by all means, just tweet us, and I will add them to... The playlist. Somebody's got to pick up the slack. On the <laughs> look look at his eyes. They've gone. They've gone. He's <laughs> not with us tonight. Center something.